Thank you for listening to the In The Lead show. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and check out the In The Lead newsletter. Every week I send out mindfulness and leadership tips to help you become the best leader of you. See the show notes for a link to subscribe to the newsletter or go to www.intheleadshow.com and subscribe there. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the In The Lead show. My name is Jennifer Sang, and today I am joined by Josh Little, who is the CEO and founder of Volley, to talk about how to communicate with context, empathy, and humanity. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited about our conversation today and also to learn a little bit more about the app and how we can all communicate with more context and humanity. Um, but before we get started, I would love to know a little bit about you. So who is Josh? Who who is Josh? Well, uh, career-wise, I'm a teacher who turned um, seller turned entrepreneur. Like I, I started my career as a public school teacher, taught in public school for a year, then realized that wasn't for me. Moved into the corporate world in sales, sales training, marketing roles at three Fortune 500 companies before I got the itch to start my own company, uh, which was now 15 years ago. Maestro was an e-learning company. Um, uh, we built e-learning programs for medical device pharma companies. And then from the, the back in the profits of Maestro, we built a, a software product called Bloomfire, which today is like the premier knowledge management platform out there. Um, and then built another company called Quizzer, which um, you know, was uh, the easiest way to create a quiz and embed it in your website used by the top publishers in the world. Um, and I thought I was done, but uh, took four years off and uh, just got the itch to, to create my magnum opus, which is Volley. And Volley is a video messaging app that helps you communicate with uh, empathy, humanity, and, and all of the things that you said by uh, sharing a video message. The, the big idea of Volley is it's, it's kind of like video texting, if you could, if that was even a thing. But you, we take turns just like any conversation, just like we're doing in this conversation, except we just record our turn with a video message. Um, and we have conversations outside of place or time. And, and so that's the idea. You can create a space. It's kind of like Discord and Marco Polo had a baby. Um, and we have people using it for coaching, for community, and for collaboration. So that's a little bit of what is Josh, also a guitarist, a pickler, classically trained singer, um, you know, and a shade tree mechanic. How about that? Wow. I, I, as you were, as you were talking about all of your ventures, I was thinking, wow, I feel like I'm very lazy. Josh is out there doing a lot of really <laughs> great stuff. And so what actually the first question that came to my mind was, you know, after you launched Quizzer and you had that success, what made you come out of that four-year kind of gap to start Volley? Well, um, it's Quizzer it was on a, a tear, like 200 million monthly active users, like crazy, crazy growth. Um, and it's a story that's really hard to tell. And we probably shouldn't get into podcasts, but I was voted off the island of my own company, um, co-founder Mutiny. It was really rough. Um, and so a couple of years of depression and like, I don't lose and what's going on. And, and yeah, it's kind of a sad story in the way that the company 
I, I hoped it continued to go to the moon, but it just didn't. Um, and so I just can't let that be my last song that I play before I walk off stage. I know I'm mixing like baseball and musical metaphors here, but let's Love go it. for it. It's, yeah. it's, it's Thursday. Why not? Right. Why not? Um, <laughs> so, so that's why. And when, you know, Bloomfire was a beautiful thing. Meister was a beautiful thing. Quizzer was a beautiful thing till it wasn't. Um, and so I just, I, I want to come back and just for myself, for no one else, create something that I know I can create. Everyone around me knows, you know, I can crank one over the fence as an entrepreneur, right? And um, Quizzer was headed over the fence and then it was intercepted. So so it's just for me, like we're, we're going to build the magnum opus. And it took four years. I looked at pickle companies. I looked at RV park roll-ups smart car air freshener operate like different types of companies until the the pandemic hit my love for asynchronous video communication and thinking about this problem for 12 years it was like ah i know what the world needs a better way to communicate that doesn't that's not interruptive and is not slow and those are kind of the the historical we only have two ways to communicate which is either written asynchronous or verbal synchronous and there's nothing in between and volley's kind of a new way that combines the richness of talking with the flexibility of texting so that's, that's awesome. how we got out there yeah that's awesome i love hearing how your mind works and it sounds like you have definitely a deep like entrepreneurial like spirit like have that desire to go out and change the world it sounds like it's an illness. I don't know. Is it a spirit? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. It, yeah, it sounds yeah. spiritual in this moment. Maybe tomorrow it'll be like, wow, that guy was, right. what was he on? What was going on? Um, we'll have my no, wife okay. on the show tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see what she right. says. <laughs> we'll get the the dark side <laughs> yeah, yeah. of Josh. And, um, uh-huh. but I'm curious in, in that desire that you had, and, you know, with us talking about how to communicate with more empathy, more humanity, like, what does that mean to you when we talk about communicating with more empathy and humanity? Well, uh, it really was born out of uh, workplace communication, um, where, where I've kind of spent my career and done a lot of thinking. And that's, what we're, you know, as I kind of mentioned, there are really two ways to communicate with your team or really just generally in the world. And they're really just digital ways of either writing on a cave wall or sitting around a campfire, um, right? You can either write which is asynchronous, meaning you can write the message now, I can walk by it later, see the message and write you another message, right? That's asynchronous, not at the same time. And so if we think about modern versions of those, those are text, chat, email, Slack, right? That's one form of communication. But there inevitably is a need, especially as we're trying to move work forward, especially when we're remote and, and we don't have proximity, there's a need to talk. We just have to talk to move work forward. There's no way around it. And that's why when the pandemic hit, what happened? Like meeting fatigue, Zoom doom. Um, and so you're either on Slack crack or Zoom doom. Slack crack, you're like, <laughs> you're, you're, like uh, you're, you're choosing to do something that you're seven times slower at. Like we're, I can speak seven times faster than I can write a message, right? Mm-hmm. And when I write the message, I'll also kind of like psychoanalyze it and make sure, well, let me put that right word and let me, right. that bullet point should really, be, oh, let me just, so I get like, when, when we choose to write a message to our team, to people we're networking, moving forward, we're choosing to do something we're slowing it. And we're also choosing to do something that only contains 7% of the potential uh, that we have as humans to communicate. 7% are only the words that we choose to speak. 
38 percent uh is tone of voice is is also added to our message by tone of voice and then 55 percent is what i look like when i say the words that i speak what i in my eyes in the classic example there is we need to talk right if you if you write that message we need to talk what does that mean uh is that good is that bad right and there's so many ways it can be misconstrued we just did a a study of 2000 uh, remote workers. Um, and one of the questions we should have asked a better question. It was how, how often do you need to, um, how often does a, a written message get mis- miscommunicated at work? And 99% of people said every day. Um, and so we're like, yeah. Oh, we should have had like every hour uh, sort of gradients. Cause it was like every day, every week, every month sort of thing. But 99% of people said every day. So that's slack crack. That's the slow train. Um, and, and when we choose to do that, it's interruptive, but we know we have to talk. And, that, and when that happens, that's when the instinct kicks in to set up a meeting. Like we've got to get on a call or get in a room or get on a Zoom or, or whatever, right? Or a WebEx, right? We, we've got to like get, we've got to get face to face. However, there's problems with that. I've got to stop what I'm doing. I might've been in deep work. I might've been writing the last line in the manifesto. I, uh, we have to get in the same place. We have to deal with tech. Can you hear me? Did, is it always oh, my microphone? You know, like that yeah. is like, no matter how many times we've done it in a day, that always has to happen. And then small talk and like, oh, you know, like we did at the beginning and the meandering of the conversation and all of the bad behaviors of meetings, people talking too much, the other people who want to chime in. And, you know, like, uh, and so those are the two options we have. Technology has only given us digital versions of those options. What if technology just made us better, where we could speak with full context, empathy, humanity? I could say my message, hey, we need to talk. There's no mistaking that. That that yeah, I didn't save a lot of time there, but I just hit record, hit stop, it's sent to you. You know we need to talk. That's a good thing. And we should do it soon. Um, because because I have something good for you, right? And so that's what I'm talking about, is is and that's what we're kind of pioneering with folly is being able to use all of your faculties, all, all of your ability to communicate as a human without the downsides of synchronicity um, and, and, and then getting all these superpowers like, now I can listen to you on 2X. Now I can skip back and listen to what you said again. Now I can look at the transcript and see if I'm really getting what you're saying. And I don't have to answer in 200 milliseconds because there's an, you know, if, if, I, if I wait any longer, um, it's an awkwardly long pause. Uh, so I can, I can take two seconds. 200 seconds, whatever I need to take two hours to do the research mm-hmm. and get back with you with a more thoughtful answer. So we're just trying to make conversation better with Vali. I know I covered a lot of ground there, so I'll, I'll stop. I know you, I'm going on monologue territory here, but no, what I heard sense? you, yeah, no, it makes sense. And I heard you yeah. saying it feels like a more authentic connection as well, because you're so right. And so, first of all, so many meetings that I think to myself, why are we here? What are we, what are we doing? Like a lot of it is either that small talk or we're just kind of like churning on an idea. Um, it just feels like a lot of wasted time to me, in my opinion. Um, could there be kind of more effective, shorter bursts of communication that Mm -hmm. is again, more, I think authentic to me. I'm not forced into a meeting. I can like respond when I am available or when I'm ready. Um, I like that idea of having more flexibility. It feels like it will give me that more of that authenticity and more of that humanity, because I'm not reacting in the moment. If I'm in a meeting and I'm expected to respond to something that maybe I need to think about, or maybe I need to process, 
I might be responding from a place that isn't in alignment with me and not the type of leader yeah. that I want to be. So can I, I'm, I'm all about more autonomy, more flexibility. I think that only brings out the most authentic, empathetic conversations that we can have is when we have that time where it's not forced. Um, because then I don't think we're bringing our true best selves in just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the point, right. Is I want to be my best self. I'm a, a person. I'll just talk about myself. I'm a, I'm the kid who sat quiet in the classroom. I, I'm, Same. I'm not good in meetings. I mm-hmm. I'm terrible at around a whiteboard. I can't think if, if you're looking at me, like the, th- let me walk out of the room. Let me go to the bathroom. And the, the idea will come like the pressure has to be off somehow for me as an right. introvert. I don't, I don't know what it is. I just don't know what to say in class. I don't know if my thought is a good thought. Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't have something to say. It just means I just, synchronous is hard for me. And I've talked to so many people since creative volley that feel the same. It's like, Oh, I have a voice now. And and some leaders are saying, uh, who are these people on my team? They're showing up totally different on volley than they ever have at work in quotes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and everyone needs an opportunity to put them best selves forward that just might need, need a little more space than 200 milliseconds. And I know I've said that that's kind of the culturally acceptable gap in between turns in a conversation. And it's existing across all languages and cultures. You have no idea when I'm going to stop talking. And that was an awkwardly long pause right there. And, and so we're forming our thoughts while someone else is speaking. Um, And sometimes I'm just not ready in 200 mils. I don't know what to say. I, I'm terrible at debating for that reason. And so, uh, so what, what if everyone had an equal opportunity to hit the record button and it doesn't have to be right now in this minute, it could be in the next five or 10 minutes, most conversations, most topics of business aren't like hair on fire. We've got to ship it in an hour sort of conversations. They're, they're, they're more long, thoughtful, drawn out, brainstorming when we want to, when we feel creative, not when the clock says we should, those, those sorts of ideas. Yeah. I feel like the brainstorm, whenever I'm in like a brainstorming session, especially if it's a large group, it's, you can always tell it's the same, like one, two, yeah. three people who basically take over the conversation. The rest of us are just sitting there like, do, 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 like we're just along for the ride. Yep. Um, that happens a lot. The other thing I was thinking about was you know, for someone like me who is a bit neurodiverse, I'm a very highly sensitive person. And I've told, I've talked to my boss and so many people that I work with about, I need time to process. I am like you, not someone who you can just throw on, you know, in a meeting and I throw something up on a whiteboard and then I have all these ideas and it can just come out. I need time to take a step back, really think about it. And when I do probably like you, we come up with great awesome, sometimes innovative ideas, but we need that space to take a step back to go, okay, let me process this because it's going to take a a few minutes or maybe a day even to like really process this. And then I'll be able to come up with something they may never even thought of, but you can't expect me just throw me up, you know, into a room and just say, you're on like, I don't work that way. And I know a lot of people don't either based on how much silence I hear on meetings where again, it's just really a couple people just taking over <laughs> the conversation, the rest of us going, pinging each other going, why are we on this call? What's going on? Can I drop? <laughs> this is uncomfortable or, you know, anything we can do to 
create more inclusive spaces so that people feel safe. They feel connected. They feel like they can have some autonomy about the conversation. And it's not about forcing people into conversations. I don't think that happens effectively. It's about us both joining a space when we are able to give our thoughtful response. Um, so yeah. And the other thing I was thinking about is this something I challenge people a lot on as a coach, I was always taught to really embrace silence and hold it. So I'm actually pretty good at holding awkward silence for a long time. And I challenge you, (laughs) my boss and others will, because, but it goes back to what I said, right. We'll sometimes go into a meeting and he'll say, here's this problem. Let's talk about it. I'm like, Whoa, Mm -hmm. it is the first time I'm seeing this, right. I need some time to really think through and process. But if you're going, well, what do you guys think? No one says anything. All right. Well, you know, get back to me later. Oh, we'll just put that aside for now. I'm like, you didn't even Mm. give people time to really process it. And I think a lot of people need that time to have a thoughtful answer, not just, they're not robots. We can't just push a button and start dancing. I mean, it, it can be tough. So I, I can see where this would be a great, um, great tool to help support people in that way. You're right. Yeah. And the, the risk is high, especially in larger and larger groups. If I start speaking, I know if I say, if I even make it, if I even breathe in, I'm committed. Like if I, everyone, everyone's going to look, they heard Josh take a breath. He's going to say something. And as soon as my mouth opens, I'm on. And yeah. I, I hope I have my thoughts put together. And, and that's what, that's what keeps me silent usually um, mm-hmm. is I'm not exact. I don't know if I have it. And I, when I start talking, it's, it's like my, my brain can't keep up with my mouth. Uh, yep. You know, like I have mm-hmm. to have my thought pulled together and then I can put it together. Yep. And so the ways that we're, um, that we're innovating to, to allow these things to happen with volley is, you, you know, in, in, like I said, anyone has an equal opportunity to hit the record button whenever. And, and the conversation is, is threaded in kind of along a timeline. So if you envision like thumbnails in a timeline, um, you know, each one kind of plays successively and you can listen to those on two X or if, if one is long and you're like, I don't have time for this, you can go like scan the transcript and say, okay, this is when she's getting to, you know, the, the point and then play from there. Right. So, so we, you can jump through the conversation and kind of speed up time and then you can skip over the parts that don't pertain to you. But then when you want to add your piece, <clears throat> you, 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 you hit record. And then sometimes it doesn't come out right. And this is, this is the fright. This is the risk, but there's a little cancel button right next to it. And you just cancel and you start again, not because you want to obsess, but because you want to put your best self forward. Like you said, because you don't in synchronous conversation, get a chance to take it back and to, like, right. no, no, that came out wrong. Time out, time out. <laughs> right. Let's time rewind out. the tape. <laughs> and you can't like, yeah. as much as you say, I like, Oh, d- retract that, that it, it just, they can't do it. Now that's the only thing they can think about is how you said that wrong. Right, um, right. But with volley, you, you can just cancel and say it again. And sometimes I'll do that. If I'm like, if I've got a volley that's going two or three minutes and I'm like, you know what? I could say that in like 30 seconds now that I've said it in three minutes and that's going to 15 people. Let's see 15 times three. Oh, I could just save the company like an hour of time. What? By just restating. And I could totally, you know, those sorts of things are not possible in synchronous conversation. So that's why I say we're inventing a new way to communicate, especially with your, your team or those who you're 
moving work forward with um, that we think is better. Like, you know, there still is a need to get in a room or get on a Zoom. Like you don't want to terminate someone. You don't want to have like an emotionally charged right. conversation asynchronously, right? Right. right. Um, that those, those things, yes. But that list is shrinking very quickly as, as people are adopting like a new way to communicate that is, and there's also another end of the spectrum that's like, we don't need to see your, your, your eyes and your tone of voice when you say lunch is here. It, like we got it, right? We don't need context to that. But there's this big chasm in the middle of all these messages that certainly could use a lot more context, empathy, and others that aren't so time sensitive um, that we could take some time to think about it and we can just have better conversation. Hopefully. Yeah. I'm reflecting on some conversations I've even had recently over text where I spent an awful lot of time really dissecting it and thinking about it going, Hmm, wonder what that means. I wonder <laughs> what they're trying to say. Like, is it really this or am I like how much time I've spent? Because you're right. A lot of times, a lot of that context can get lost yeah. in just written text. Um, so yeah, I, but I really also like the idea of it feels more intentional like you said, you can record something, you can record a message and then listen back to it or in the middle of it go, wow, oh, no, no, I'm really kind of drowning on here. I could probably say this in a more concise way. Like you said, delete it, start over. You don't know how many times, Josh, I'm, I've challenged so many leaders in my company over the years saying, do we need to have these meetings? We yeah. like, let's really think about like, can we accomplish this in another way is what I always say. At the time, all we have is Slack crack or email. Um, yeah. But I love this idea of almost having like an open line of communication. So it's not like waiting, right? We wait all that anticipation to the meeting. All So much happens in that time. Like we're also losing a lot of time because I know at my workplace, people aren't available. So if you have something you want to say, yeah. it's like you got to wait like four days to get on their calendar. <laughs> right. Can you have, and you want to, verbally express something, right? It's not just a Slack sure. or a, you know, yeah. what a great way to just kind of shoot them a quick message and maybe potentially solve or come to a conclusion or have this conversation without needing a meeting, another meeting right. that most of the, most of it, 90% of the meeting is spent doing unproductive things that have nothing to do with what we were here for. Um, so I like the intention sure. that is required which again, for me, feeds into more of that humanity, more of that empathy, um, because when we can be more thoughtful and we have more time to actually communicate something, I think we're going to have different outcomes in conversations. And like you said, just think of all the productivity that yeah. will be saved. Just, I mean, I'm sold. <laughs> Where do well, I sign up? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, volleyapp.com. Uh, <laughs> and you're, you're preaching to the choir a little bit here, of yeah. course, because uh, and there's still a lot of people that are like, Hey, can we schedule a call? Can we jump on a call? And, and a lot, a lot of people aren't quite ready to, to embrace a new way to communicate. Um, so a lot of times I'll actually accept the call. I'll say, yeah, let's put something on calendar. When can you do it? Okay. Back and forth. Oh, here's my link. Okay. In two weeks, we're going to talk. Okay, cool. But let's talk on Bali right now. Let, let, I'll hear, here, I'll send you this link. And, you know, I, I create a personalized, like, hey, looking forward to chat about this. Um, it sounds like you had some questions. Let me know what questions you are. And then they'll create a volley account. They'll come in, they'll ask the question. I'll answer the question. And then they're like, well, that was kind of it. Um, that, was, well, that was like four minutes, right? And that would have been a 30-minute call. And, and they kind of just had a few questions. I answered those questions. 
Um, and that happened in 20 minutes and not next Thursday at three 30. And suddenly we had time to do this. And there's, there is something about uh, a meeting it's Parkinson's law, right? It's like the, the task will fill the time that you give it. They're just sponges like magically. Um, it's an hour. It took us an hour to talk about this thing. Are we just that good at guessing how long it takes to, to talk about things? No, no meetings are just sponges. We will, yeah. we'll, we'll talk and talk until the time is up and then we go. But when you hit record and there's a camera facing you and there's no one else listening, you get to the point pretty quick. There's no reason to like yip yap and meander and have small talk. You just like get to, you just say what you need to say and you move on with your day. And it's amazing how productive that can be when you just, and you're right. It's just, I just needed to explain something. I don't want to write a book of an email or a message to you. Um, and, and I need to kind of like gather my thoughts as I'm doing it. It takes a minute, you get the message, but in you, in a lot of people, by the way, will say, oh, well, I can do that with something like loom. And I'm like, well, you can do one way. Like I can shoot a video at you. I can send a, you a video message, but Vali is video messaging. So I send you that video message and then you send one back and that conversation continues in a threaded manner, right? So gotcha. it's video messaging, it's the back and forth. We can have a conversation, a back and forth. And what we find is most conversations really take like two or three volleys back and forth. And then then it's that that segment, that section is kind of over and we're moving on, but we still want to talk this afternoon or tomorrow, right? So let's just keep this, this thread yeah. going. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, what is the difference between volley and some of its competitors? And I was thinking, can you do something like that in iMessage? Can you send videos through like FaceTime or something? I, well, I've never used uh, it, but. Yeah. FaceTime is synchronous. So, so that, I mean, you can't really chat in FaceTime, but iMessage, okay. you know, which is chat, it's text mm -hmm. messaging, uh, you know, yeah. on Apple products. Yeah. You can totally send a video, but no okay. one does. Why, do, yeah. why don't they send a video? And we've thought deeply about that. Yeah. And it's because there's a text box at the bottom. That's it's your easier. primary info field. So if you see a little chat of text and we know what to do with chat, we see, we see a, a little chat window of text back and forth. We see a little text box. What do you do? What's your brain trained to do? Click in that text box, write, write a text message, right? But Volley, it, and it may seem so subtle, but it's really important. And Volley, you can also write a text message, but it's secondary. Volley's video first. So when you come into Volley, you see a camera facing you. You see a little timeline below and there's a record button. Right below that is a little, little text character. Like you can tap that and write a text message. But just that subtle difference makes mm -hmm. makes all the difference in the world because now 60% of volleys sent are video volleys. Yeah. Um, so people go to video first because it's way faster and it's way easier. And once you get used to that motion, yeah. like if, when people text me now, especially if I know they're on volley, I'm like, what? You want me to write an answer to you with these thumbs? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, so I usually just say going to volley and jump in volley. Um, but yeah, th that's the idea. And so w other tools are like that, like Slack, for example, it's mm -hmm. like it's text. So now they test Slack has a new clips functionality and you can mm -hmm. create an asynchronous message. I'm, I'm curious what their stats are, but I'm guessing mm -hmm. there's no way that 60% of Slack messages are now video. And it's just because the text box, it's the primary input yeah. method and you think text um, yeah. when, when you go there. So that's if that's true. what you want, then then stay on Slack crack. But if you want something better where you can communicate with empathy and humanity, mm -hmm. and that is the primary method and that will speed you up and make you a better communicator and 
increase connection, reduce meetings, reduce loneliness. I might have yeah. something for you. And I the like price when you, is right. It's free. <laughs> it's free. Um, I yeah. liked that when you mentioned concise, because when I started this podcast, I had a really big issue with being concise. And I would listen back and I would say, oh my gosh, why did it mm. take me 10 minutes to say that one thing? Right. And um, that was when I really started to appreciate the the value of being being able to state something clearly and concisely, mm. but in a way that connects and that it's authentic. Um, but yeah, once you turn something on, you start talking and then you look back at it, you'd kind of be surprised about how much time we kind of waste and fill yeah. conversations with information that is just not needed. And it, it is definitely eye-opening. And I think you'll become a much better communicator if you can have those thoughts really well put together and communicate them in a way that impacts people, but doesn't leave yeah. them like wanting to fall asleep or like going, what's the point here? Get to that point more quickly. I think it'll also help train you to be probably better speaker, it does. better communicator yeah. in general. Yeah, it does. Imagine if, let's say we're, we're sitting in a meeting with like eight people sitting around a table. And when you start to talk, a clock, like a shot clock <clears throat> comes up and starts counting in front mm -hmm. of you and everyone leaves the room. And, and you just say what you plan to say. Just that little thing creates enough, the right sort of pressure for you to just get to it, right? There's no reason for you to meander. There's, and, and so when you volley, you hit record, there's a little counter at the bottom. It's just showing you, like, you can record a 20-minute volley if you want. People don't. Not Over 90% of volleys are less than three minutes. Um, and that's because most things just don't take that long. Right. And we're so used to bad synchronous behavior because we have no other option you know like like you said before it was like do we really need this meeting and i know there's the meme of like this meeting could have been an email uh -huh. but that's the thing no it couldn't because mm -hmm. we need to talk i need i need to do this you know and we need to go back and forth and we i need to like share something that i just can't write or yeah. it, it's too high stakes to write or it'll take me too long to write um mm -hmm. and so it's not that bad, you know, meetings are bad. Um, it's just that we have no other way to do what we yeah. need to do. We just talk in order to move work forward. Um, but now we do. Yeah. You know, in my private practice, I, I coach a lot of folks. And I think one of the things I realized early on with just people is that most people are verbal processors. Like yeah. it would amaze me. I would come in, like, especially when I was new to the practice, I would come into these conversations and I would just ask someone a very simple question. What do you want to talk about today? And the answers would literally take 10, 15 minutes. Like it was just basically a dump of like everything going on in your mind. And it, it, it took a while for me to develop a skill to try and help people kind of really be more concise with their thoughts, um, how reflection and being more thoughtful, processing things more quick, deeply before you speak how those things help you get to kind of that nugget a little bit more quickly and therefore can have better conversations and people don't, cause I mean, I would be interested. I'm sure there's studies done about how quickly people check out of conversations, mm -hmm. especially if it's just going on and on. So it's like, how can we be most effective by getting that piece that we need to get out, out instead of using 40 minutes, right. To just get to that point. I think there's also a lot of like 
you know, talking with the podcast, it's all about self-leadership and how I think also it causes again, you to be more intentional. And when you're more intentional, you tend to think about things a little bit more before you respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the more we can do that, like, I think, I mean, I can see the possibilities with it, um, and having richer conversations, connections, having more empathy, building more humanity in those connections. Um, it's just super powerful, but yeah, it's funny. I would say almost every client I've ever coached is definitely a verbal processor. So it's probably pretty high. So think we're giving ourselves these settings, right. That are ripe an hour, an hour long. We have to talk about this problem. You're basically giving yourself an hour to process and we're all just here for the ride, like to watch (laughs) you process. Um, and maybe sometimes interject, but most of the time it's just like a one-way um, conversation. So I, I, I can see all the possibilities with this type of solution, especially in the workplace. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Now, let me just put a little disclaimer on that. We've we've had thousands of teams adopt Volley, and we have thousands of dead bodies. Um, uh, like it's, I thought the world and the work, especially the working world would be culturally ready. This is why like community and um, coaching has just taken off with volley. Um, they're showing the world what good, good looks like these coaches and all of these creators who are building these communities like, and they're comfortable with video. Work is pretty high stakes environment. Um, and you can hide behind a Slack message. Just like I said, yeah. you, can, you can think about that thing for 10 minutes before you send it. And you can leave your camera off on Zoom and you can take your cheap shot in a meeting. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. You can hide. You can just hide all day at work still. Yeah. With Volley, you can't hide. If you hit record, which you kind of need to, because like I said, the, like the, the UI just supports that. And if you don't do that, it's weird. Um, mm-hmm. If you hit record, you're on and you better have something to say. And if you don't, you're going to freak out and you're going to think this thing is evil. And we just saw over and over these, it's yeah. like the walking Zeds who just, who just want to hide and, and like work is a high stakes environment. So I, I hear you Zeds, um, like it, it's going to take some time and that's okay. You're not ready. You're not comfortable, like, you know, having a voice and speaking out, which Volley allows you to do. Um, so I'm, you know, this might sound like a stupid thing for like the founder of a company to say, hey, it's not working well for this use case. I do think it's working very well for teams who are culturally ready for that sort of vulnerability and that level of of communication and and have that foundation of trust. But unfortunately, a lot of teams don't and they quickly turn with Volley. And it's just like, "Eh, I'd rather go back to my Slack crack and my Zoom doom. These are the the devils that I know. So um, I'll just keep those. I, I agree with that. I, you know, I think systemically, I think Evali or not, like that is the root of what a lot of the problems that we see in the workplace is around that belonging and that safety, mm-hmm. um, and feeling like, yeah, can I trust that what I say here maybe doesn't get shared with someone yeah. else? Maybe it's more of a private conversation. Um, I could see, I could see this going wrong in a lot of different ways. You're right. If the culture isn't there. Um, and it's so amazing to me, you know, working in a tech company, think that people, you know, are on the cutting edge and they, you know, they are open, embracing new technology and changes. You'd be surprised, like how many people are still just hesitant to make changes, um, because maybe fear or maybe just their own discomfort, right? Like, Oh, I have to learn another, or I have to use another tool or technology. It's just kind of, 
wears on you sometimes. (laughs) Especially I'm I'm there too. Yeah. Yeah. Fatigue, you know, Mm -hmm. another, another communication tool that's out of here. I, and I hear you. Uh, however, I just don't think that we're going to get to the place that we all want to go. This future of work that we, we see, it's like more flexible. It's more balanced. It's more beautiful in all these ways. I just don't see us getting there without being a heck of a lot more comfortable with asynchronous video. Uh, Cause I think that's going to be kind of the bridge that, that gets us there. And, and Simon, Simon Sinek recently said, Hey y'all, this, and I'm paraphrasing here. The only reason this is working is because we knew each other before the pandemic hit. Um, add new people to that mix. It gets a lot, a lot harder. Start something new. It's a lot harder. And for that reason, a lot of the most successful volley teams are new teams. Um, so I hear every day, like, Hey, I tried using volley at work. And I just like, I got a protest almost, but we're using it for my side hustle or yeah. we're using it for this other thing because you're right. We're trying to do big things. Stakes are high. Communication is low. Let's, you know, we're, it, let's communicate with all we got and, and volley is the best way to do that. So I'll take that for a while. And mean, you know, as an entrepreneur, I'll, I'll focus on these, these coaches and these communities who are just flourishing and they can show the world what, what good looks like until the working world is, is, is ready and willing to take that next step into the future. I can be patient. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I was thinking, where do you see the future going with Bali as, as in, in reference to communicating better with more empathy, humanity, all that, like, where do you see like Bali evolving to in the next one to two years? Yeah, well, I, I really see, I mean, Volley itself, what we're focused on is trying to help. Um, the video messaging thing is really great, especially one-to-one, um, right? And it's great for small groups. It's just like a, just a fundamentally better way to communicate. Um, and this is why Marco Polo has taken so much traction with like uh, family communication and, and staying connected with your family. It's just really good for that, right? Mm-hmm. But where we're taking Volley is to a place where it's, getting better and better for larger and larger groups. So, so now we, we have, you know, you can create a volley space and invite people in and the conversation starts to get a little crazy around a thousand people like that. It starts to feel a little heavy, a little too busy. Notifications are too much. We just, so we're, we're building a bunch of functionality and features that help make video less dense. Like you can hover over a timeline and you can just see the transcript like pop mm-hmm. up and you can kind of flash and scan what's going on. And you, we've created threads where you like, you can have side conversations off of a main conversation, right? And just allowing this rich medium to be a lot more flexible. And so th- that's where we're going as a product, but where I think we're going um, as humans and as communicators is, is a place where we are in different environments throughout the day, whether we're working, whether we're trying to communicate with our friends, whether we're trying to connect with other and net with, with other professionals, network with other professionals, we're in different environments throughout the day where you, you're in a coffee shop in the morning, then you're dropping the kids off, then you're back in an office, then you're at a lunch and then you're at home in the afternoon. At, and however you're communicating, whether it's for work or not, you can't slack while you're walking the dog, you can't zoom in a coffee shop. So the, the, the communication tool for the future has to be somewhat of a shapeshifter. I talk, you read, she listens, um, because we're in different places and we have different needs. And so I need to be able to input in the, in the way that's most efficient for me. And the tool needs to output in the way that is most efficient for them. So I think 
as a, as a human species, that's where we're going with communication. Technology can help take us there where it's, it's best input, best output, um, because we're all in different places all throughout the day. Um, and it needs to be a lot more flexible in that way. Yeah. I really love that idea of flexibility. It's something that I think about a lot and how, how much more I feel like we could just get done, um, in a day if we had more of that flexibility and didn't have the constraints of, you know, Slack or zoom or email. Um, I'm all for it, but I can see what you say you were saying about safety and that's really important. What do you think, like if an executive at a, an organization is listening to this and saying, Oh, you know, I think, you know, volley might be great for my team and I want to explore it, but there might be some concerns. What do you think are some things they can do to help build that environment so that it does feel safe? Yeah, well, uh, this is Patrick Flensian and leaders need to get naked first. So, um, you know, that that's the thing, like you just need to model it and show. So if for that leader, and what we're finding, another thing that is really working well is maybe the entire team isn't ready, but leadership teams, this works really great for very busy leadership teams, just staying connected, you know, walking to your car, just saying, hey, I had this meeting and it went really well, but I'm thinking this, you know, like you're not going to sit down in your car and write all that out. Um, and you're not going to schedule a meeting, but it's hot off the presses. I just had this meeting with this investor and whatever. Right. So it's really great for leadership teams. So I'd say just try as as a leadership team and just think about like, could the rest of the team adopt this? Could we be culturally ready for this? But you're, you're going to have to lead, uh, and show what goods look, look like and be willing to be vulnerable, be willing to send that volley where you messed up and you said something and then you laughed at yourself, be willing to not be all in this really great looking environment with a leather chair behind you, uh, and be, you know, volley on a bad hair day and send a voice volley before you take your shower in the morning, you're going to have to lead in that way, um, to help the team realize that that's okay. That's okay that I send a voice volley if I if I'm not camera ready. That's okay that I, I ask a question in text. And uh, but most of the time we try to, to to use video because that's the the maximum message and that's what's going to help us connect better, re- reduce that lack of uh, or that loneliness and and help us knock meetings off of our calendar because I can constantly check in and sync up and unblock right now. You know yeah. we don't have to wait till Thursday at three thirty. Yeah. The other thing that was just popping into my mind as you were talking was my issue with texting. Now I have pretty small hands, but for some reason, when I text, like I must have a fat thumb or something, but like, I am always like misspelling, like hitting the wrong key and then going back and going, what the heck? And then it auto corrects to something like completely, like I actually do spend quite a lot of time wasted, just kind of fixing and correcting my texts. If I even go that far. Um, it, yeah, it just, I don't know. I like the idea. I like the concept. I'm going to I'm have to try this out. See. I wish we could put a shot clock on text messaging. How, how long know, did it take right? you to write that text? You don't know. You don't yeah, know. I, don't. I bet you if, if you minutes, could like probably. put a timer on it, you'd say, oh, yeah, that took me two minutes to write two sentences. That's weird, right? Yeah. Should it take that long? Should In two it? minutes, I could have, I could have said ten paragraphs, right? Um, and and with a lot more. And that's the that's the point of volley. And kids get it. Like if you have my kid, the phone, like, oh, grandma said something. Mm-hmm. They're not taking their thumbs out. They, they just talk, you know, yeah. like they, they, either they're 
text to, or speech to text, or they just do a, a an audio message. Yeah. Uh, but actually, my kids' grandma they get volleys, so that <laughs> gram, that just means grandma loves them. That's all. Yeah. You know, right. Right. They get volley, it's a volley. <laughs> so if you love That's your cool. team, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> if you loved your team, you would send them a volley. No. Um. <laughs> yeah. No. I I really love this concept. I love exploring this. Uh, idea with you and volley and I'm interested I'm excited to I downloaded it on my phone but I think I'm gonna try and send a volley today I'm gonna pull someone in and are yeah. we can, can we connect yeah What's for that? sure I'll send you I'll send you a link and anyone can connect with me uh slash josh just go to volleyjosh.com if you want to talk to me uh, I'll, I'll volley all day I'm super responsive cool. on volley as you can imagine so go check it out that's my personal link awesome and you mentioned I think you asked me a question about my clients like Start yeah, with, yeah. I yeah. think I just invite a client or two, just mm-hmm. tell them, tell, you know, and just see how that works with the client. Uh, we, uh, one of our users uh, did an experiment at the beginning of the year where he said, look, we're going to have, he's a coach and he's got a, he's actually got a whole practice where um, he has several coaches that work and kind of do YouTube strategy. Um, and um, he said, we're, we'll still have our weekly meetings, but we're, we're going to have volley in between to, to like catch up and communicate in between we'll use volley and what he's found is that most of most people just they don't want the weekly meeting anymore mm-hmm. is they just they yeah. just want to volley because yeah. they just have a question when they have a question they don't want to like save it up or write it down they just want to ask a question and they want a quick answer back and and we you can just say it and then your your coach gets back to you within minutes hours you know which is totally acceptable and mm-hmm. boom we had the conversation now Thursday at three thirty isn't isn't needed. Yeah. So that's been kind of fun yeah. to see. Uh, even people move to an asynchronous coaching model, which I like. Yeah, I'll have to play around with that and experiment. I like that because yeah, I have a lot of ideas. That's maybe so cool. not for your verbal process. I don't know. Maybe maybe just giving just starting the clock in an hour. Okay, just talk. Maybe yeah. that's what they need to just right. get it out. Right. Yeah, just get it out. I feel like there's a mm-hmm. lot of people though who just need to get it out, yeah. and I feel like we don't have, I mean, I just have a personal belief that I don't think we have enough safe spaces for people to be able to really process in a way that allows them to just get it out and get, because sometimes they don't even, people don't even want always a solution or they don't want, I always say people don't want you to solve their problems. I really believe that's my core. It's, I don't know if people want you to solve their problems. I think they just want you to listen. And a lot of times it is just that verbal processing of getting it out and through that processing, maybe new ideas pop up or things connect, or they kind of almost stumble into their own kind of truth or whatever that is. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, but could you do that in a more bite-sized kind of manner? Yeah. That might even be more effective. Than well, just- that's what I was just thinking is like, I, I agree with what you said. I, and I don't know that I've thought of it, like what, what you said about there's not enough safe spaces to get it out. And I, I, Mm. as a leader, um, you know, for the last 15 years as a CEO, Mm -hmm. it it is a lonely job. Even you could have co-founders around, you can have investors around you, but when it all rests on your shoulders, it is just so, it feels so lonely. And sometimes you do just need to get it out. And sometimes you cannot say those things to your co-founders and you should not say those things to your investors. But you feel those things, you think those things, where do you say them, right? To to a coach, right? And, mm-hmm. but that's the, um, so I was just thinking, what if, because uh, I'm part of several mastermind groups on volley, I wonder, what if I just pitched the idea of creating a channel of called Get It Out? And yeah. just like, hey, this is a place 
when you're feeling that way, mm -hmm. get it out. And we're yeah. going to understand we're, we're, we're going to, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's a cool idea. Yeah, no, I like that idea. I, I, that's just something that I've noticed over the years as I coach people is it just feels like people just want to get it out. And even with spouses, right. Maybe you don't want to necessarily bring all of that baggage from that day or those burdens, you know, you don't want to open up maybe in that way, or even to friends, you don't want to feel like you want to like dump all of that on them and create, like, let's go to dinner and I'll just talk to you for two hours. But sometimes I think we need some of those safe spaces just to get it out. Like don't yep. expect anything. Don't want a solution. Don't need you to fix my problem. I just want to kind of get out what's all. And I find the more that we do that, at least for me personally, it gives me a better, more concise way to communicate because a lot of times mm -hmm. what gets stuck is all of that verbal processing that we haven't done. So the more we can do that, kind of get all that out of the way so that we can get more clear and be better communicators, more empathetic, more authentic. Um, yeah. I've just noticed do you it think in my your own life. It's clients powerful. could, um, do you think your clients could do that with each other? I'm wondering if there's a group coaching potential, right? Mm -hmm. could, I mean, if they're all, because yeah. you're doing, you're coaching leaders, right? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Would that be cathartic for leaders to share with other leaders that maybe you do or don't work at the same company, you know, to just have a, a peer group or support group in mm -hmm. that way? Could that work? Yeah. I think it could, again, it goes back to safety and trust, I think, mm -hmm. but I also yeah. think that it's built over time. So I think, I think it can work. I just think it's again, going back to that safety. Um, one of the things I think about with, especially in corporate settings is, um, compliance is also a really big, um, issue is like, we want to make sure our applications, our tools, everything is secure. And there's, I mean, I'm sure, you know, right. There's different levels of, yeah, of um, course. security. So I'm just wondering, even from that standpoint, would that be considered, um, you know, highly private or highly confidential information. Like how is that protected? Um, that's something I would be a little bit more concerned about in a corporate setting, because if we have leaders talking about a specific thing that maybe either they're under NDA or maybe they can't share outside of a certain group of people, like, I wonder if there'd be some issues there too. Yeah. I, um, it's general. Like if, it, if it's too sensitive for email or something like that, it right. probably is too sensitive for volley yeah, because right. even though it is closed door and it is fully private and encrypted and all that, technically it's safe. It is a recorded conversation. So that, that idea mm -hmm. does freak people out. And so, so I think it's, you know, good practice to just, you know, yeah. some things are just better in a room behind yeah. a closed door and that, that just, burn after reading sort of thing. And that for that reason, volleys expire after 60 days. Um, but it's still 60 days. So yeah. Um, well, and some I, things are just better, you know, to maybe talk about with a therapist or a coach or, yeah. you know, something that is more safe, right. So that there is, I mean, but that just goes back to judgment, I think. And, but I can see how, like, if you had a cohort of people, how that would be a really powerful tool to keep people connected. Cause again, I think we're all trying to get away from the slacks, the, email, the never ending meetings. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Could we just have a quick conversation while I'm walking, you know, <laughs> after work or if we could just do work. What? Right. What if, Please. what if meetings and Slack <sighs> weren't work? 
um yeah because it, i mean I, re I remember being in the corporate world it, it was just like i remember somebody leaned over to me one day he showed me his uh what is it trio or blackberry or whatever the device was at the time mm -hmm. and he was like look back to back all day and but he said it like a badge of pride yeah, like, like he's proud he's so proud he's that important he's like, i'm back to back all day but he's like wink wink look at me I'm like yeah. what yeah that's so gross well, I think it feels like I was actually just talking to someone earlier today about kind of the vicious cycle that happens of our need to want to belong and our need to want to be seen and valued is so strong that we exhaust ourselves. Right. So we work 14, yeah. 15 hour meetings. It's then rewarded, right? Oh yeah. Good job. You, you know, you worked all weekend and then we praise you. We give mm -hmm. extra bonuses, extra money. Then we throw you back into the cycle of working long hours. That's expected. We're going to reward you again. You're, so it's just this constant, like vicious cycle that I really feel like we need to break. And I, I don't see that as a badge of honor. When I talked to somebody this week who said, oh man, I've been working 14 hours a day. I'm burned out. I'm like, mm -hmm. what are you going to drop? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, we have to drop things that aren't meaningful. And I could say 70 to 80% of the meetings I attend could really be done in a different way. And I love yeah, Ollie, so, so I'm going to explore this. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, but I, I don't think I'm the only one either. Right. I mean, I really don't think uh, it's a corner case. I think most of us are spending a lot of time in meetings and things that we don't necessarily need to be in. Um, so I really had a great conversation with you today, Josh. Thank you so awesome. much for Likewise. attending. Yeah. Um, and being a guest on the podcast, I would love, uh, how can people find you? Where can they find Volley? Well, the best place to find Volley and really me is volleyapp.com. You can go download the app. We have apps for iOS, Android, Mac, PC, uh, desktop apps um, uh, as mobile. Um, so go check it out. And you kind of can't get away from me or at least the team uh, because every new user gets a conversation called Hello Volley, which is a direct conversation with the team. So, oh, cool. um, and I, I, I'm less active in there than I used to be, but I was pretty active in the early days. Um, it's just getting not scalable to do those sorts of things anymore, but I'll, I'll send you a, a personal link. And you heard earlier in the podcast, if you want to, if you really want to talk to me, uh, volleyjosh.com. I will do that. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, I look forward to seeing you on Bali. Awesome. Yeah. We'll see you on Bali.